0: Hello everyone and welcome to the Priceless podcast. Today, of course, with a new guest and we are traveling all the way to the southeast, uh, but you will hear which country we are traveling to today. Uh, This podcast is made in partnership with the European Forum of LGBT Christian Groups. If you want to give a donation to the European Forum and or the podcast, you can find all the necessary information in the podcast description, as well as maybe some links uh, that will be important for this interview. I guess uh, that my guest uh, will give me some links at least to the uh, organization uh, he's working for. So my new guest today is from Armenia, uh, so we are traveling a little bit farther away from Croatia and his name is Arman uh, Sahakian and uh, he will talk about himself and his work and his experience with, uh, in working with HIV, people with HIV. So welcome uh, Arman and can you say a few words about yourself so our audience could meet you and know a little bit more about who you are? Uh,
1: Thank you very much. Hello everyone. Hello Mikhail. First of all, thank you for this invitation for such an amazing opportunity to have this conversation. I'm really very ready to talk about uh, the challenges and opportunities there, I think, related to HIV and also LGBTI activism in Armenia. Uh, I'm Arman. Uh, I'm representing New Generation Humanitarian NGO, uh, which is a human rights defender and uh, public health access uh, organization. We are working in the field of protection of human rights. Uh, we are also working in the field of advocacy and uh, ensuring uh, access to public health services for vulnerable groups of the society, uh, mostly for those groups who are the most discriminated against within the discriminated uh, communities. So uh, we work mostly with LGBTI community. We also work with the MSM, men who have sex with men community. Uh, We have a special uh, accent on uh, female sex workers Uh, who are also having a lot of problems in the field of HIV and also in the field of protection of their rights. Uh, We are also working with the young populations and prisoners and ex-prisoners as well. We provide different legal consulting services to the community members. Uh, We support them in formation of legal documents. We also have a strategic litigation if it is related to violence discrimination. Uh, we uh, provide capacity building uh, services, trainings, workshops and uh, different events related, ex- what is related to capacity building of the communities. Uh, we also work in different researches and drafting legislations and submitting it to the National Assembly for adopting different legislations. Currently we are advocating for adoption of the uh, sex reassignment surgery legislation and legal gender recognition. And we are the only uh, organization that provides HIV and AIDS prevention services to men who have sex with men, to female sex workers and transgender community.
0: Mm. Wow, that's quite a lot what you do and uh, what change you're trying to bring to Armenia. Is it okay if I ask you, because I ask most of my guests uh, what sexual orientation you are and gender identity?
1: Uh, I'm a cisgender gay man.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, So you are working with uh, people with HIV in Armenia. Can you tell us a little bit about what the situation is like for people with HIV there?
1: Uh, HIV and AIDS situation in Armenia is, uh, to be honest, is still a taboo topic because a lot of people are still... Uh, being discriminated just because of their HIV status, and uh, not only within the vulnerable communities, but like within the whole society. Because for many years, people have always uh, thought that HIV is something that is related to uh, perverts, that is related to people who don't behave themselves, and people have always thought that this is a disease which is which is not uh, possible to cure. So. Uh, Due to that, uh, many people are still afraid of being tested and knowing about their HIV status. Uh, because Armenian population is not so big, we don't have that high uh, like numbers like in other bigger countries. But still, uh, within uh, like two million population, to a little bit more population, we have like estimated number of uh, four thousand people living with HIV right now in the country. Uh, which is an official statistic, uh, and we think that we should at least uh, multiply it by 10 in order to get the like, real result and to, to get the real number of the people living with HIV in our country. Uh, related to vulnerability, uh, it, uh, people living with HIV are facing discrimination in different uh, state uh, institutions, uh, like in, in law institutions, they face a lot of uh, discrimination and violence we, within the medical system especially in the hospitals and uh, they are more vulnerable if they don't live in the capital city of Armenia in Yerevan, but they live in the other districts of the country. Uh, we have uh, the global fund to fight AIDS tuberculosis and malaria which is the biggest funder of HIV prevention programs in the country, uh, more than 10 years already. Uh, The Global Fund is funding programs uh, which are covering uh, antiretroviral therapies, uh, which are covering prevention programs, and uh, since two thousand twenty two, uh, we are going to have the last phase and the last cycle of funding from the GF, which is a transitional period for Armenia to actually be transmitted. Uh, the funds should be transmitted from global fund to the government funding. And since two thousand maybe twenty four, we will have a, uh, we will have to, uh, transmit to government funding, which is still a challenge for us because Armenia uh, is not a uh, that developed. A developed country that can cover all the costs related for to HIV prevention uh, related to PEP and PrEP. Uh, the to- topic is very new now. Uh, if people now have more awareness about HIV, uh, PEP and PrEP are still the topics that uh, not really very known to the uh, society. So we are now raising awareness about the possibilities of getting PrEP and of getting PEP if needed. Uh, and since uh, maybe september we will start the pilot project uh, we will be funding uh, prep for uh, men who have sex with men as one of the most vulnerable groups and uh, as a as a risk group uh, for hiv so uh, in order to see the results how we are mitigating the new cases of hiv among the msm community by prep mm.
0: so you're saying that you're funding the this medication, does that mean that nothing is covered when someone has is HIV positive, nothing is covered by uh, uh, no, 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 no. Or uh, health security?
1: Uh, we don't have a, a health uh, insurance programs that are covering uh, antiretroviral therapies, but this is uh, free of charge for the people because we are getting funds from the Global Fund. So we buy the medication with the financial support of the Global Fund. So people who are diagnosed with HIV, they instantly start uh, treatment with antiretroviral therapies. But related to PrEP, uh, PrEP, uh, you have to pay for PrEP in Armenia. So it is not free. Uh, Many people uh, cannot afford themselves to buy PrEP. And uh, many people uh, start comparing, for example, oh, if I buy these drugs, maybe I can spend the money on something else, so why should I spend on on the drugs, the the money that I have? So we decided to somehow to cover this gap and to understand how it is uh, demanded within the MSM community in our country.
0: So the situation is quite hard in Armenia with the whole issue of LGBT and obviously HIV. Uh, but let's stick to HIV now. I'm I'm also going to ask you about the the situation in general in Armenia, but how do you work in such a situation where it is hard to talk about this topic, where this is such a big taboo? How do you talk about HIV prevention uh, and, you know, about PrEP PrEP or... you know other medication that people can get and use to feel better
1: uh, or be you safe know, <laughs> yeah thank you for the question by the way very interesting question uh, in every single society uh, if it is a conservative society with a, a historical background of you know of reflection of church of different uh, cultural traditions and everything it is always very hard to go faster so we go step by step Every single time, uh, I don't like this word, but I have to say, with a big fight. This is a real fight in the country uh, for uh, achieving equal rights and also for raising awareness of the society on such topics as, for example, I don't know, HIV, right? Uh, very often people call us perverts, very often people call us like uh, international and foreign agents from Europe and the USA who are in this country for destroying the Armenian traditional families and the values. Uh, I was personally uh, personally in 2014 recognized as the enemy of uh, nation by one of the governmental newspapers uh, who published uh, my personal information who called me the witness of Conchita viewers and uh, actually called for zero, zero tolerance towards my personality. Uh, so yes, this is a huge fight that we are going through, but uh, we, we don't really want to kind of give up, and we believe that we will achieve a change. Not that fast, but step by step, and one person at a time.
0: How is it, it's a taboo topic, how much are they even recognized uh within armenia mm. uh
1: if I understood right your question uh, do you mean how they are diagnosed or, or... Yeah,
0: well i'm i'm more uh, interested in you know how is it for them once they are diagnosed diagnosed you know job wise um in 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 every aspect of their life with their families and and yeah what's what's happening to them and how are they dealing with with this hardship be, living in in such a surrounding where you are actually very discriminated
1: yeah as i already mentioned uh, people living with hiv are still being discriminated against but the society now has more uh, awareness about the disease the society understands that people living with HIV are still full members of the society. Uh, but uh, there are a lot of cases when people uh, diagnose uh, with HIV and they hide it, they just hide it. Uh, and of course, it's a human right. We know that in the concept of uh, right to health and human rights, HIV is something that can be not disclosed if, people, uh, if the person doesn't want it. So uh, a lot of people don't really disclose their HIV status. Uh, But as soon as they disclose their HIV status, for sure there will be several people will stay away from them. Recently we had the case when uh, one of of our beneficiaries had COVID-19 and one of his friends was like, uh, and he's also HIV positive, and one of his friends got to know that he was COVID-positive and also HIV-positive, but he wasn't concerned that he had COVID-19, but he didn't want to go to him because he had HIV, but not COVID.
0: Wow. Yeah. Sad when things like this happen. Uh, You work with a really wide variety of people. I mean, with many people groups. Do you also know what's happening because there are always also children who get born and get infected with HIV? What's happening with children when they're HIV positive? Are there any programs that help them?
1: Uh, Armenia is one of those unique countries uh, who in 2016 had zero cases from mother to child. Uh, and we, uh, if I'm not mistaken, we are still keeping this position. So we have uh, not maybe zero, but very like few cases of uh, of the of transmission from mother to child cases. Uh, but when it uh, the baby is diagnosed with HIV, there are programs, of course, for treatment for also children who get the medication, who are under the control of the doctors, and they uh, are being raised uh, like and living full life. Of course, with medication, which is also free of charge.
0: A few years ago, we were supposed to have a conference in Armenia and uh, something happened that all the plans had to change uh, almost last minute. As, can you maybe say a few words what happened? That was 2017, 18? 18, I Yeah, think. it was the
1: 2018, yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: Can so it you, was 2018.
1: Yeah, can uh, you tell our before, viewers? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, sure. Before 2018, um, uh, I would like to say that I'm, I'm a member of the organizing committee of the LGBT Christian groups of Central Asia, uh, Eastern Europe and Central Asia. Uh, so when I was on one of the meetings, uh, we decided that the next intern meeting of our platform would happen in Yerevan, Armenia, because Armenia, you know, is a very historical uh, a country uh, who, which is uh, known as one uh, the the first country in the world that adopted Christianity as state religion. So we decided to actually organize our meeting in, in this country. We started preparation works. We had to announce about uh, receiving applications for participation as it is being done like uh, usually. Uh, afterwards, uh, uh, the information somehow was leaked in the uh, Russian media, uh, after which uh, the so-called Russian-funded uh, movements who are fighting against LGBTI movements in Armenia try- by trying to prove that this is something that is imported from Europe. This is a political aspect of LGBT issues being as a tool for political games. Uh, our opponents started believing that uh, now we are trying to change the bible <laughs> so we were we were trying to somehow to destroy the our culture by changing the bible and by uh, proving or somehow convincing on the people that this as they called it pervertism is uh, something normal within this society uh, we got attacked a lot we were being chased uh Every single meeting in Armenia was talking about the forum that should happen in the country. Uh, after which we were physically and personally attacked in the street. Uh, and after that, we just decided that we should cancel the forum just for the security and safety of the people who were going to travel and to come to Armenia. This was a very hard decision. Uh, this was very heartbreaking decision because we were waiting a lot for it in this country. But then we understand that we were really playing with the security and safety of uh, the guests who who were going to come and we finally decided to cancel the event in Mm.
0: Armenia. Mm. So what is the situation now? Did anything change? Uh, Yeah, well, what's the situation?
1: Uh, If you are aware, I don't know, Michael, uh, in 2018, we also had the Velvet Revolution. So the government was changed and the new government came to to power. After which, we we were very naive and we thought that everything is changed now. So we're going to, you know, to get the progress. We're going to work with the government. And uh, the government was calling themselves like uh, very liberal. And they were uh, actually crying out that we are for human rights. But who knew that when they were saying human rights, LGBT had no place there? Uh, So, yeah, and after that, we understood that everything started from the point of zero. If we had uh, achieved something uh, before revolution, uh, we understood that we were going to go for the same uh, direction uh, from the point of zero and to start working and raising awareness, first of all, the new officials that came to the power. Sometimes uh, some officials, including the prime minister, Uh, We're trying to be somehow, you know, LGBTI friendly, uh, having different speeches from the National Assembly, but the messages, the narratives they were bringing were very homophobic and they were kind of creating the opposite picture of what they wanted to say. So we started working also with the officials. uh, But to be honest, uh, after revolution, for the first time ever in in our country, we were able to work with the police. So we had an access to the police academy and currently we are having, uh, you know, uh, le- uh, a- academic hours there and our uh, lawyers are uh, learning the students about the violence and about uh, discrimination rela- uh, towards LGBTI community. And the students are having this as an, as an academic hour and after, after which they will also have an exam on it. So this is something very important that we achieved somehow. But, uh, you know, uh, when, it cam- when it comes to political games, uh, Armenian LGBTI community is always a political tool uh, for games against each other of different political powers. For example, now uh, the previous government, the previous regime is blaming the new government for promoting LGBTI uh, pervertism, as they call it. Uh, but the, uh, And we are criticising the new government because they are not that friendly.
0: Mm. So how does this go? What's your impression when you're working on the police academy? What's your impression? How do people accept these teachings and information about LGBT people?
1: You know, uh, one person at a time, as I mentioned already, right? So when you are uh, teaching like ten people, you should understand that uh, maybe only one uh, will uh, you will get a result of one person from out of ten. So, but this is also a result because the one can also change the others as well. So uh, we have this example when our. Our beneficiaries, I would say, they were in the park uh, and they had a homophobic attack from uh, some homophobes and they called the police and the police came. Uh, First of all, the police started protecting our beneficiaries and the second... They said uh, they recognized one of our employees and they said, "Oh, are you from new generation NGO?" Uh, this person said, "Yes, I am," and he was like, "I have attended your training, and yeah, I remember it's not homo addicted but homosexual person, right for example uh, so we saw this result on the practice when they come came uh, they protected, and also they somehow uh, tried to remember if they were right if they, <laughs> or not
0: yeah. What else is there that you see happening in Armenia and that gives you hope for the future of Armenia?
1: Unfortunately, after the uh, war in September 2020 uh, between Armenia and Azerbaijan, uh, everything is somehow stopped now and the whole country is mourning the losses that we had, the young soldiers that died during the war. Uh, but the life is going on and we believe that we should continue the activism because it is something that if you miss or you if you have a gap in something, then you will go back as a snowball from the hill. So we need to, first of all, to survive, honestly, And afterwards, we need to fight for work in order to achieve something that is called equal rights. Uh, During the war, it it was very sad for me because a lot of homophobes, they were like, send the gays to the front today, not our other soldiers. So this was a hate message that really broke my heart because I personally have a lot of gay friends who died during the war on the front. And uh, here we understand that fight is something that should go on. Life is going on. And uh, as a part of the whole world, this country should continue developing and achieving democracy and equal rights for all.
0: What kind of support do you personally get? How is it for you and your family? You know, being gay in in Armenia is obviously not easy. So, what support system do you have?
1: Uh, thanks to God, I have a lot of support from different friends, family members. Uh, I I'm really loved by the ones whom I love, and this is the most important thing for me in my life. The ones who were lost in my life just because. Of my activism just because of my maybe sexuality i don't know um, it is a loss for themselves but not for me i have already mentioned it to them because i have never said goodbye to them they said it to me so it's their problem it's not mine mm.
0: yeah there is not much you can do <laughs> at this yeah, point of course it's their choice
1: <laughs> everyone every single person has a choice so some people made their choices by saying goodbye to me and it's their choice they're right, maybe
0: There is one question I forgot to ask you earlier when you talked uh because you, you mentioned about the fear that you're changing the bible and <laughs> and different sentences that were said about what you are actually doing, but you are not uh, just for the viewers to understand what what is the majority uh Church or faith organization in, in uh, Armenia?
1: It is the Armenian Apostolic Church. Mm. Uh, so it, it's. Accor- yes? Yeah. Uh, according to the sta- uh, official statistics, uh, the national data as we call it, uh, more than uh, 90%, it's almost like 99% of the population are uh, following the Armenian Apostolic Church.
0: Mm. And that's. Uh, like Orthodox, or is it different? Uh, uh,
1: it's a it's a how is it called? It's a wing of Orthodox, right? If, it's, if I'm not mistaken in English, yeah. So we call it Apostolic Church.
0: Mm. And uh, what is the connection between the church and the government? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I see. It's a difficult question. Yes. It's a complicated question, yeah. at least. <laughs>
1: I will say this way. Before uh, the Velvet Revolution, uh, the church was a part of the government, uh, oligarchic, and mafia system. Uh, after the revolution, the church is an institution that keeps like total silence related to everything. Uh, our patriarch actually had a speech only during uh, the organizational phase of the European Forum of LGBT Christian Groups in Armenia when he came up with a speech uh, by. Mm, condemning us of course uh, and publicly saying that this is a pervertism and this is something that first of all will destroy the church. Uh, After that uh, I think that uh, nowadays church is secretly functioning from the government uh, because our prime minister himself said that church should function separately from the government but from time to time when it comes to the Uh, like to P to the PR of the previous government to the previous regime some priests and some churches uh, start speaking up about how it was good and better before revolution uh, because they have more power on you know selling drugs and having different businesses Uh, but now uh, the church is more like people oriented i would say they are trying to somehow to get oriented on the people to serve the people as they should Uh, but we don't have a proper uh, narratives and strategy on how to work with the church uh, related to human rights tolerance and non-discrimination
0: is there an interest uh, with the organization to try and do something
1: yeah, uh, recently we were having a conversation with the Gene office and to uh, to their question how uh, the international community could support in, uh, in the field of LGBTI activism and religion, I said that thir- first of all we need the capacity, uh, we really need to build our capacities on how to build proper narratives when you work with the church in order to change their narratives related to discrimination and especially discrimination against LGBTI people.
0: Hmm. Which is not so easy. It's not yes. an easy <laughs> <Of> task. <test. course. laughs> of course. Can you tell me what is what keeps you going? Uh you're going through this hardship. I mean, you you went through uh you know, so much hardship with getting attacked as LGBT people as an organization that works with HIV, then you had the war. Uh, you said you lost so many people you you knew what what keeps you going uh
1: my love to this country because I really love my country uh I really love my homeland and I really believe that i belong to this country and i'll never i'm not, i'm never going to give up. I will fight all my life loving this country and fighting for making it better place in the world for
0: all well one thing i hope uh, is that this video might maybe also see someone from armenia if they do i think it would be definitely good if you can provide me with a link to your organization or any information where people can reach you uh, in, in, in some way. If it's to the webpage, that's, that's of course uh, enough. So uh, dear viewers, I see Arman nodding. So if you are from Armenia or even not, I don't know, is your webpage in English too?
1: Yes, it's also in, in English, so people can easily read it.
0: Great. So, dear viewers, uh, e- even if you're not from Armenia, you can take a look at the web page of the organization a New Generation um, and uh, see what they're doing and uh, find some information. Even if you want, uh, I believe you can support their work and, and help them with their work. So, yeah, Arman, is there anything uh that you would like to say at the end of the this interview as a message even if it's someone from Armenia or the people in Europe or the world who knows who is watching us.
1: Yeah, uh uh the message that i always bring to the people is that hate is not something that is being loved by god because god loves everyone and god accepts everyone so god bless every single person in this world Uh, just love be loved and just spread your love in this world
0: Hmm. beautiful message uh thank you arman so much Uh, I always like to ask the viewers also a question, so I would like to hear what your experience is of the situation in your country with people who are HIV positive, if you want to leave a comment, uh, yeah, maybe there is a way also to leave an anonymous uh, comment, I know it's, it's not that easy. Uh, Or if you want to, you can just go to the Priceless uh, webpage that you will also find in the podcast description. You can contact us through the contact form on the webpage and just tell us what you think or send an answer and I can post it without a name uh, on the YouTube channel and also the podcast uh, underneath the podcasts. So, thank you all for being with me. Thank you, dear Arman, for taking this time and talking to us and sharing your experience about Armenia. It was fun to travel thank virtually. Thank you for the invitation. <laughs> You're <laughs> very welcome. It was fun to travel virtually. Uh, I hope that I'll make it. I was supposed to come to Yerevan 2018. Unfortunately, yes. it didn't work out, uh, and I'm really sad that it didn't work out. But uh, yeah, let's hope that it's gonna be better in the future.
1: Let's do hope. Yes. Yes. Of so, so thank you. hope, love, and live. <laughs>
0: yes. Uh, thank you all for being with us. Uh, we'll see you in a week. Uh, don't forget uh, this that you can make a donation to European Forum or to this podcast and help this to continue as well as uh, the work of the European Forum. You can find the necessary links in the podcast description and this podcast is made in partnership with the European Forum. So until next Monday, this is it for from us today. Uh, all I can say say is bye everyone
1: bye bye <laughs>